Let's do this, baby. You ready? I got it. Clap. One, two. Sinister. Sinister. Give it a sus. Sinister. Give it an I. Oh my God. Can you imagine like spelling out his old name as a cheerleader? Be like, give us an S. S T E R. Sinister. Oh my God. For somebody that's never that been in a cheerleading squad, work at all. I didn't yeah. know how to make the letters line up with anything. I kind of just winged it. Anyway, I'm glad it sounded perfect in every way. I'm Maddie. I am Ryan. I'm glad that everyone's going to open up to this podcast with us just screaming, screaming and cheering. I don't know. I'm I'm saying that as if that's not how we open up most of these shows. We don't but, you usually know. open it up with cheerleading Mr. Sinister's name, <laughs> but we could start doing that. I mean, it's funny, too, because like this episode, he's such an awful person in, but we still love him anyway because we're trash. Anyway, we are trash. But also, you could just make a wave file of you adding like a synthesized jumpy feeling. I'm not gonna do that stop saying things like that because then people are gonna be sad when i don't do that anyway this is the mutant ages a show where we review every adaptation of the x-men we're still watching the x-men the animated series although we're almost done and now it's time to learn sinister's origin story back when we were young we experienced a change we felt a power grow This episode is about Mr. Sinister, and it's for something that, you know, we love, somebody we love. It's very long and drawn out and kind of boring. It also doesn't make any sense. Okay, it's sad, too. I, You know what? It's, At first, I, it's a lot. I watched this. It, it, it is a lot. And afterwards, I was like, I'm just going to take a break from this for a little bit. But today, <laughs> I'm glad I gave myself 24 hours to kind of ruminate in this. Yep. Uh, just thinking about Sinister, thinking about that guy, what his mental health is like, you know, like, how is he doing? P- pretty badly, I, as it turns it, it, out. It, as it turns out. But also, I feel like I was trying to draw parallels with pol- politics and I couldn't find a straight one, but I found a I found a lot. I found like there was a lot of different takes you could compare this to. Yeah. Well, we can get to that as we go along. But uh, yeah, there were certainly some things in the episode that I was like, boy, this is depressing. Like, I don't even know if there's like a political allegory for it so much as just like, wow, this is fucking sad. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a sad story. It's a sad story because I feel like immediately if you look at this as Mr. Sinister being gay or if you compare this right. to like the LGBTQ community, it's almost like this weird situation where either he's a closeted man who can't come out. Yeah. And so he's doing all this to like study what it's to study gay culture, I guess, 
Or he's somebody that wants to be gay but doesn't feel gay. I don't know. <laughs> or he's like somebody who's obsessed with the idea of it, which I feel like those people exist, even like straight people or queer people who are like, oh, I just really want to understand this like depraved lifestyle. And like I become well, totally I'm, obsessed yes. with it and it like destroys me. Like I feel like that's that's a thing, not really. But I don't feel like it's that frequent that that happens no, but, but it's I also like, don't think mr sinister is supposed to represent something that happens frequently like i know i think he's, he's supposed, supposed to, to have be a, like a weird outlier of like this is a person who took it way too fucking far nobody wanted him to do any of this and he needed right. to fucking chill and just chose not to you know well, i think i think there's a lot of this also that involves mr sinister appreciating and loving mutants and also sort of being like this is amazing this is a like this is genetic enhancements or right. not enhancements sure. as evolution and i think he's fascinated by that and he presents it to people being like we have this really amazing thing happening to us right here right and I mean, then that's he's how it immediately out. discredited and so i think that is what drives him to insanity yeah i mean that's definitely how it's presented here but yeah. i just think that like most people wouldn't react to that situation by being driven to no. become Mr. Sinister. But Mr. Sinister was. That's how that I mean, guy reacted well, we to will that. dissect it as we go along. <laughs> also, um, trigger warning. <laughs> no, yeah. not to you. I mean, <laughs> sure. A lot. <laughs> well, I was actually going to say Charles Xavier is here for some reason. Oh, my God. Okay, but he's I not. It's James Xavier, which is his dad, I guess. No, I think it's his, like, great-grandfather or something. Because isn't yeah. this in the 1800s or something stupid? And he... He's fucking stupid. Well, he's it's not in his origin it's story. It's 1888, so he's this maybe happen. his grandfather or I don't know. Something? All I know is that Miss, Mr. Sinister and Xavier's bloodline don't have this ongoing no, history. That's no. not a thing. That That's fine, but they invented it for this show, I think, because they wanted to ground the viewer with something that was familiar to them because it's like an entire episode about Mr. Sinister, who's a character that we like haven't seen a ton of except as like a background antagonist most of the time and then this whole episode's about that guy and it all takes place like a hundred years ago or over a hundred like years over a hundred years ago i guess when it first came when out it, first it, was came out, it was like a hundred years, years ago but yeah, yeah i mean for us now it's like a hundred and thirty years ago so yeah and also what was i gonna say besides it being oh yeah this episode is also very depressing for a children's show there's like yeah. no this whole episode does not have any like lightheartedness it doesn't, that, and like the ending is still like oh well guess this guy's out there doing sinister stuff like it's i mean just i have a, a lot of interpretations of the ending also yeah great, like great we're gonna get deep here on the mutant ages we're gonna fucking just, go like, in. generally with the i know generally with this show there will be I don't know, comical right. beats just to take away oh, from the heaviness of the politics. We will come up with them, but the show didn't. We will no. come up with them because no. they need to be here, but the show is Somewhere. not funny. This episode doesn't try to be funny and, I mean, good, I guess, because it would be really weird if it did, you know? I, I don't know. It just seems like a really... It seems like a like everything else with season five. It just kind of seems like a left turn out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, I, where it's just like, why are we doing this now? Yeah, and you it's know? also weird because we only have two episodes left, and I'm just like, what's what's with these extra weird ass stories that we're doing here? Like, what? I, I but you know what's crazy is that I know, and I would love to talk to the producers of this show because they had planned to do a season six. They had plans in their head, and I'm, I'm watching this now. I'm like, but how did this get here? Or is this one of those situations? situations 
where they told they were told that they had to end and they just kind of like filled episodes you i know? think so because this episode is also a one shot like we've had a lot of that kind of thing where even though storm's archon storyline was a two-parter it was technically standalone overall you know what i mean like it didn't really affect anything else True. and like the omega red episode was obviously a standalone episode and like the captain america episode we just watched same deal the fifth horseman episode same deal so we've had a lot of storylines that aren't about some overarching like grand villain building up over the course of a season and jubilee's fairy tale theater is another example of this like all this stuff we've watched lately has been like not affecting anything in the larger canon anymore it's just like okay like here's an episode where this happens and like that's yeah. what this is in like. In this episode, we're just going to do Mr. Sinister's in order London, shit. London, 1888. And we're it, just... It, it's you know gotta... what's interesting about this? Yeah, it's... They don't even do a flashback sequence. It just starts there. It just there starts and, there. And also, they don't even tell us it's London, 1888 until after the first scene. Like, they should have given us that title card, like, at the very beginning. Because I was like, what the fuck is happening? I know. We're actually... We always see is a big clock and it it's, looks Victorian. And we're I was like, like, oh, it's Big Ben. But I, I just thought it was a clock at yeah, first. Yeah, it took me a while to figure that out But then I was like, okay, also. it's Big Ben. I guess we're in London. And, like, in my notes, I wrote down maybe Victorian era, which, like, turns out I was right. But I was like, I have no fucking idea what time period. I I don't know what's happening. There's just a woman in a pink dress who later we find out it's Rebecca, but for now we have no idea who the fuck she is. She's running through the streets. I I was wondering if it was Rebecca or not, because it doesn't come back to that. It doesn't come back to what's happening here. I think at the very end of the episode, when Rebecca's outside with her dad and she's crying, I think this takes place like in that time period where she's oh, running I, around I like how we don't know it, but the what fact that point we don't know when or past. where this scene takes place is not a good sign for this no episode. it's not but and she's oh, so fine. she's walking around and mr sinister of course pops out of like it's a shadow actually he's not it's that other random guy jack right the guy who's like doing stuff for mr sinister oh wait maybe but the guy's eye glows red yeah i think because well, I guess we can explain it when we get to like how Mr. Sinister gets his Wait, powers according to this episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on, but... hold, on hold on. I just figured something out. His name was Jack, you said? Yes. He's Jack, he's dressed like Jack the Ripper. Yeah, is that anything? <laughs> no, it's not from anything. Well, I mean, I know that Jack the Ripper makes an appearance in the comic he books. Does, I don't know like, about his Wolverine connection. Wolverine and Gambit go back in time and like fight him. I read those and they were terrible, <laughs> by the way. Terrible okay, well, comic books. I, I was going to say, Mr. Sinister looks like Jack the Ripper, but if you're telling me that that guy's name was Jack, I think and he's also... I actually, unfortunately, think you're right. I think okay, he's Okay, wait, but that's really funny to me, Jack because they're like, the turns out Jack wait, the Ripper was a mutant. So also, stupid. Santa Claus. What the fuck is going on? Like, I already <laughs> think this episode's stupid now because of that. I actually thought it was, like, kind of cool, and now I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Anyway. I thought it was Mr. Sinister, but now that you pointed that out... Anyway, so he pops out, and he just sits there, and he smiles all creepy, and she yes. screams... And she runs a bunch away. of cops or whatever they like fall out of the alley and they all just they don't even do anything they all trip and run into each other which yes, i found kind of funny it is a little funny i don't think it's supposed to be funny they like knock over a homeless guy while they're trying to chase jack and at first i was like oh wow are they gonna like frame this homeless guy but they don't they just knock him over and keep <laughs> running um, i don't even i don't remember that honestly yeah, that i just remember them falling all over each other it's pretty so. quick um and so then we get a 
uh, title card that says London 1888. And that's like a really weird really place late to put into that. into the into the scene. By the way, it's like been a few yeah. minutes and we don't know what the fuck is going on. We, we don't even know where we are. We They're don't like, know By anything. the way, we're in London it's like, right thanks, now. Thanks, thanks a lot. So then we see a police. Although with department. this show, they could they they probably didn't need to put a time step. They could have been like London, and we would have just believed that's yeah, what they thought London like, looked I like. Guess now this is what London looks like. It just still looks exactly the same as Victorian times. Um, so we see the interior of a police department in London and there's this police inspector he doesn't get a name he's just called inspector the entire time and he's like looking at a bunch of like a map and a bunch of other shit and he's talking to this doctor who is going to turn out to be related to professor xavier he's dr well, xavier I mean, it, it looks like professor xavier yeah, with, with he's hair. still bald he, well, he's still bald for the most part, except then he has like he has like Elvis, the tails of sideburns. hair, yeah, and like yeah. sideburns and stuff. But he also has Xavier's like big eyebrows, so it's like clearly him. And also and the voice actor, voice. the voice yeah. actor for Xavier is clearly doing it. And by the way, I'm pretty sure it's the voice actor for Jean Grey being Rebecca, which was sort of interesting given all Did the like Madeline up? Pryor stuff. No, it just sounds like. Well, her. that's interesting because you say that because. <clears throat> hold on i'm choking on a salty nut because mr sinister was here oh my god um, disgusting continue <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i was wondering what the deal was with them being like we're going to mr gray's class or something yeah. so is is lord gray not in the comics ever though like is that a guy who exists or no i don't think so i'm gonna double check it real quick right now i don't think so either because i went and tried to look some of this stuff up and i was like is any of this from anything but i don't think it is i think so, i know that i'm put i'm typing lord gray and mostly i'm just getting like nate gray tributes great. so i'll say no <laughs> great anyway we're skipping all around and i'm so sorry to the <laughs> listener we will explain what the fuck we're talking about Well, that's because we're trying to explain a, a, An a story that, that is also told out of order yes no you're right it does there's several flashbacks and we're already in a huge flashback for the entire episode so that's going to be right. hard for us to explain but bear with us so, oh my god that's true because the flashback has flashbacks with flashbacks yes, in them yes yes it's, it's a, crazy it's the animated series episode folks here we go listen okay anyway so <laughs> dr xavier is here yeah that's his name and so the inspector is like talking about some series of murders and mysterious happenings that he's investigating and xavier is like it's dr nathaniel essex he's responsible for all of these crimes and the inspector's like, every person who's seen this butcher agrees he's a younger man. I can't credit a man of science with these inhuman atrocities. And he also says, like, Sinister's in his 60s age-wise, so it can't possibly be him. And Xavier is like, Essex isn't human, inspector. Not anymore. And after tracking him around the world for half my life, I began to yeah. think that he never was. And then we get, like, another quick scene of Jack running by a carriage and, like, escaping the cops again. And then he slides down a drainpipe and keeps running. And then we go back to um, the police inspector and Xavier who get into a carriage, which I think all of these scenes are still present day 1888 times. Like, when they're getting into yeah. the carriage and going to try to find Sinister, it's, like, the present as far as this episode is concerned. Right. By the way, I just, I just opened up Disney Plus to double check this, but it is jack who's leaping around at the beginning not mr sinister yeah i mean that's what i thought because he's wearing a top hat and i think yeah. his eyes glow red because again it has something to do with how sinister like gives other mutants powers which i isn't guess fully yeah. explained by this episode but like we can sort of explain what what how we think it may work um that is a dark fucking head canon of like mr sinister and jack the ripper they're like into just each other working sexually. together and just like hanging out killing killing women on the streets of london together just those two guys yeah it's very and then, dark. like blowing it's, each other over at the end of the day that's yeah, kind of fucked it is pretty fucked up 
So anyway, the police inspector and Xavier hop in a carriage and the inspector's like, so why are you so obsessed with this Nathaniel Essex guy? And Xavier's like, in the year 1859, while in the employ of Lord Grey, his patron and father-in-law. That's the only time we get like a year, by the way, is him referencing a past year. He's like 1859. But I mean, I guess that year's going to help us because those are the two time periods that happen in this show. So we'll try to remember 1888 and 1859, I guess, just for the sake of explaining this shit so um then xavier explains that nathaniel essex was super into charles darwin and especially the origin of species and then we get like a flashback to a lecture where sinister i'm gonna try to call him nathaniel essex in these flashbacks because he's not sinister yet he's like a normal guy who just really likes wearing a vampire cape and having a pencil thin mustache (laughs) it's not an evil thing he just likes dressing like that thank you very much and so charles darwin's giving this lecture Blah, blah, blah. Xavier stands like, up. Like, because Charles Darwin is actually here. Yes, yes. I mean, that's in the comics, too, for people who don't know, that, like, uh, Nathaniel Essex was super into Charles Darwin and, like, contemporaries yeah. with him and everything. So Xavier stands up to interrupt Darwin, and he's like, how can your national natural selection account for the human soul? Were we not created in God's own image? And so we sort of get the picture that Xavier's uh, great-great-uncle or whatever the fuck is, like, super religious, which is going to keep coming up over the course of the app. And Darwin, it does, but not in a bad way for him anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I feel like it probably makes him more close-minded to mutants, at least initially, and, like, more judgmental of Sinister for, like, the wrong reasons, if that makes any sense, where it's like... I, I mean, I agree. Like, he spends a lot of this episode being like, Mr. Sinister did this, and that's what's wrong with the situation. And we're like, okay, no... I mean, like, he's doing something he's bad, like, but you're torturing just... torturing people, which is really bad. Yeah, but that's not it's what you're not pointing out. It's not the fact out. that he's a mutant. Like, that's not yeah. really the core issue here. Also, demons aren't real, but thanks, man. Uh, so, yeah, but whatever. So, Darwin sort of demurs and, like, doesn't really answer the question. And then uh, Essex stands up and he's wearing his vampire cape and he's like mr darwin shouldn't natural selection operate within any naturally occurring population be it vegetable mineral animal or man himself and darwin's like yes and essex is like given that we've removed ourselves from the mechanisms of natural selection isn't mankind overdue for the next evolutionary step and darwin's like no man's still in direct competition with his fellows so he's subject to natural selection and then there's like a fade out and there's like after the lecture darwin and his pals are hanging out this whole section yeah. I could barely follow it, by the way. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I felt like they were doing that beast thing where they, they were just reciting a bunch of facts that I mean, are have some legitimacy to them, but for the most part, just are made to sound more sciencey than they actually are. I just, I couldn't, I was like, what the fuck are they even saying? Like, I don't even. <laughs> well, I remember my high school biology class maybe better than you because I, I don't know. I mean, well, you say? went to this went high to school it, biology. So that may have yeah, helped. Like that's already a step in the right direction. <laughs> but I think it's also true that Nathaniel Essex is very much misinterpreting what Darwin's theories actually state. And I feel like that's yeah. also true in the comics. And there's like, a lot of parallels, like historians have argued about whether the Nazis were really into Darwinist philosophy or not, because like a lot of eugenics and like that kind of thought of like, let's breed the perfect person is like a perversion of Darwin's theories. And like, 
it's basically like taking everything like a few steps over the line like past what anything yeah. darwin ever said where darwin was like yeah i mean these things happen naturally over millennia and like we have no control over it really at least not in the micro picture of what we see whereas like the right. horrific version of it is like what if we breed a superhuman by like killing off everyone we perceive oh as God. being weak which, which is kind of like it's like the road that you know nathaniel essex is going to go down but for the moment he's not on that road yet he's just interested in like evolution as a con- concept and like that's it like he's still kind of in the safe zone science wise you know right so for, for now for now and i mean he's certainly like trying to give himself a chance here so like well i mean he's presented as something that's like supposedly put together i mean yeah, he seems still, really like, like sane and like has his shit together in this scene at least as far yeah, as no, we can it, tell he's groomed and yeah. he's just like he seems like just a just I a guy know, a, just a regular guy wearing a vampire cape but like other than that he's totally regular <laughs> i mean they're all wearing vampire capes but let's that's just the I style mean, essex's cape is has a very high collar let's not deny him okay, the fashion well, choice mr sinister <laughs> chose to do that yep. because it looks like his actual costume and also he wants to be a vampire because he likes to suck yes he does and clearly this cape was a preview of how far to the extreme his costume is going to go <laughs> once he covers it with ribbon dancers so then <laughs> after the lecture essex goes up to darwin he introduces himself he's like yeah hey, this is at like a museum by the way and yeah, there's like a wherever giant... the lecture is yeah well no there's like a big display of a skeleton of a dinosaur and i was like when the fuck is I this? I didn't even like, notice how? that. Wow, that I, I probably did, was writing did, down a note during that section. No, I I saw that and I was like, "What? Wait, how old is this?" And then I had to Google it because I was like, "How old was the first Bones did, of a Dinosaur yeah, put up?" Yeah. And it turns what? out it was actually put up in 1879. Wow. Um, it was the first dinosaur skeleton to be to be displayed. It was in Europe when the Royal Scottish Museum in Edinburgh acquired a copy of it. Huh. So. So maybe that's where this is supposed to be, but that doesn't line up with the rest of the time period, though, because this is supposed to no. be 1859. So I, that's true. You're right because then, <laughs> I mean, like, there's there was apparently five other ones all over. You want to know a fun place. Google search I did later in the episode? When were sunglasses invented? Because later Sinister is gonna wear a <laughs> pair of fucking sunglasses in Victorian London, and by the way, they did they not have invented. them yet. So there's a lot of shit. No one should be learning history from X Men the Animated Series. I like series. how we're learning history from X Men not because not it's been because presented it's in there, to but because us. We're Googling we're just like it. we're fact checking this episode that's well, already absurd enough as it is it is absurd but i it, it did like have me curious about history like i'll give it that much i definitely was googling more shit than i thought i was gonna be so i anyway, mean i guess that's a good thing we we learned something from high school which we was did, which was google it do because your you research don't know anything you well, no, we, we didn't learn google it in high school because we, we didn't have google we if had only. like yahoo <laughs> and like ask jeeves like whatever the <laughs> fuck we're like we go we're like we're type we're like jeeves please tell me when, when the first pair of sunglasses were created and also if a dinosaur skeleton wore them and then jeeves would have not given you the answer that was the shitty thing that about was that, that was the engine. funny thing about ask jeeves because everyone's like 
it's got the answer to everything it but didn't. really you couldn't find anything on ask jeeves anyway this is like us <gasps> going back be like let's just talk about geo cities now no right. no okay so essex <laughs> comes up to darwin and he's like hey i i want to talk to you about my research i've i've done a whole lot of cool shit and darwin like leans in and whispers to him like i must caution you these are dangerous times for a free-thinking man of science this was around when i started googling oh yeah didn't the nazis go up darwin's theories <laughs> he's doing a lot of a lot of a lot of googling anyway um and then he like pulls back and he's like yeah anyway tell me about your uh your research and essex is like I have irrefutable evidence to back up my claims and I need your support. And then Darwin's like, well, people didn't actually like the lecture I just gave here. So it kind of seems like I need your support, TBH. And then he hands him a copy of his book, which is like such a shill move. Like he's like, here, take a copy of my book. He's also signing it for him. Yeah, It's like, he's like, here's my autograph. I'm Charles Darwin. It's funny. I kind of liked it. I I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but like, it's not supposed to be funny. funny. I found it funny too. Even though that second, Seconds later, he looks at it and there's like a note in there that's basically like Charles Darwin be like, I can't finish my work, but maybe you can. Yeah. You know, which basically this version of Charles Darwin is like a villain, I guess. Like, I don't know what we're supposed to think of him. But yeah, I don't know. But then Dr. Xavier shows up and starts babbling. Right. And yeah, he's like, and he's talking like about- hey, everybody. Um. I just wanted to remind you that I believe in God. <laughs> and Darwin is like, well, I guess you think I'm a heretic. And then he sort of laughs and then he starts coughing really hard and then leaves. And I was like, is Darwin dying? But Going to die? He doesn't die in this episode. So I mean, this is such a dark episode. It's it like, really is. I mean, it's Victorian times. People are dying left and right. Yeah, Charles Darwin's like, no, I'm either going to need to be killed because I am free thinking or I'm just going to die from the fucking plague. Flu? Like, yeah, like, just like I literally don't... anything. You die from a fucking cold back then yeah i mean it's crazy yeah so xavier throws his arm around nathaniel and he's like i grow weary of this debate how's your wife doing <laughs> oh yeah because they're buddy buddies and we're they're like friends Okey-dokey. they're besties and they work together at lord gray's mansion and so essex is like if my wife's condition has changed at all it's for the worst will you be coming by to check on her this evening and xavier's like of course and then he explains in voiceover that he was actually the doctor who attended to sinister's wife and lord gray and everybody because even though uh essex is a doctor himself he can't tend to his own wife because that would be fucked up and like that's true even today so i was like okay cool like xavier's a real medical doctor and he's the one uh helping the wife so then we see a scene where rebecca's dad is like asking xavier how rebecca is doing and xavier like has this really wishy-washy answer where he's like i don't really fucking know what Uh, i'm doing we don't fucking know (laughs) like essex also we don't we don't know what she's sick with no we never find out we never find out but like it could be anything like back then like the means for diagnosing stuff was so much worse than it is now okay by the way this this whole episode is based off of like i have this book it's the it's this mr sinister weird origin story right and isn't it his kid who's sick in that version yes it's his no i think his kid i know that he she has like an unborn child right right and then he like does experiments on it and stuff yes and then also they had a firstborn that had died already and right there's he still has a dark backstory even in the comics right, he where he's digs like up trying his to child save somebody. and starts operating on that yes, instead yes. but she's fine and she dies in that but i think she dies because of like i forget i think she she was dying of like stress or, or something and like i mean that seems fair you're married to mr yeah. sinister you got to die of stress that seems I, i'm pretty sure right. that's what happened here but like 
that's not what's happening in this episode. No, that's why I wanted to just, point it out. They just sort was... of flatten it all out. She doesn't have any children. She's the one who's sick and Sinister is, is trying to save her. Right. But we haven't gotten also, there yet. No. And also this all has to do, initially do with Apocalypse. Like he's right. there Apocalypse also. isn't in this episode, which thank no. goodness, honestly. I'm I, if we if we have to lose an Apocalypse and gain a Xavier, that's a trade I'm willing to make for the sake of my own sanity. I don't even know anymore. I mean, like, do we have to deal with either of them is a real question. Like Apocalypse just makes me angry because he's boring but xavier just makes me angry because he's a horrible person yeah i mean it's definitely like the horrible fighting the horrible for this episode so that's true essex completely loses it on xavier which in my opinion was fair and he starts screaming at him that he has no idea what he's doing and like clearly doesn't know what rebecca is sick with which is true and which then is xavier all true is like you're insulting me and how <laughs> dare you and essex is like okay forgive this is me just what the entire just really xavier bloodline is like like it's completely my fault and Xavier and like Essex like leaves and he's like I'm just gonna go to bed and then Xavier angrily turns turns to Lord Grey and he's like it's his work that worries me sir I tell you his ideas verge on blasphemy and Lord Grey is like I understand but he's my son-in-law and he's one of the few things that brings a smile to my daughter's lips and then he has like a full 180 in this by the way like Lord Grey is all like I know because he's all like yeah I'm cool with Mr. Sinister then at some point he's like (laughs) he's like he's a fucking menace but like it's before he even does anything i I was like what 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 i don't know (laughs) yeah i think it's because i mean i think it's because science is considered dangerous according to this episode and i don't know how historically accurate that is but like as far as i know there's some some truth to that that like these are considered yeah it's always been back and forth things to play around with and like blasphemous and like going against god's plan and so on but um anyway xavier in voiceover actually admits at this point that he has no idea what the fuck rebecca is sick with which made (laughs) me pretty pissed off at him like wow dude fuck you so then we see this is such a classic example it is i know it's like grandpa xavier but you know what something's been passed down you here. know what the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree it doesn't, it turns out. and it turns out that if your doctor grandpa doesn't admit that he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing then maybe you'll become a person who won't fucking admit it either <laughs> so, then xavier, so then essex goes to rebecca's room and he's like hey i need another sample of your blood and she sort of jokingly is like am i your wife or your guinea pig and he's like you're the most precious thing in the world to me and that's why i must do everything within my power to make you well and so that's that's when we learn that he's apparently secretly trying to help her, which is pretty sympathetic to me because like clearly Xavier isn't helping her, you know, well, Xavier, like, I don't know what Xavier is even doing every single time he yeah, shows he's up. He's like, up, he's like, he's well, like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's like, I can hear you breathing. And it's like, great. Thanks. Also, I think it's kind of funny that Mr. Sinister has chosen some like a woman who is like sick to be his wife. Yeah. And it's like, I still think he's covering up for being gay, by the way. He's like, well, Sinister if I choose... A- yeah. Yeah, like, he's like, if I, like, get married to this sickly lady, like, you know, I won't have to have <laughs> sex to with believe, her. I'm willing to believe the pansexual Sinister headcanon, though, where, like, maybe yeah, he is attracted to Rebecca on some level. He's just also queer. And, like, a self-hating bisexual, I feel like kind of fits the mold a little better for his overall story and it's like a little more interesting yeah Yeah. because it's like he's denying one part of himself and like trying to play it straight in his ordinary life but that's not to say he doesn't actually love rebecca or at least this version of sinister 
does seem like he genuinely does and like it's coming from a good place before it spirals out of control obviously so anyway right. xavier and voice by the way again. mr sinister kind of looks like david xanatos at this point he does a little bit he he definitely i don't know i mean i can't get over the vampire cape but like he he does have kind <laughs> of that kind of that look so um then xavier tells us in voiceover that nathaniel essex's laboratory is in an asylum for the physically infirm this is around when it's starting to be revealed that maybe essex is kind of a piece of shit because but also like why is he there they don't don't, explain that i mean later it's explained that he's doing experiments on people at the asylum but we don't really know when that started exactly and obviously, it's way out of control by the time we find out about it. But we don't know how long that was going on or like no, what we, led we, him to we that don't. exactly. But we fear, before we even get to any of that, first, we have this like little presentation that Mrs. Sinister does for Dr. Xavier and Darwin. Yeah. I think this is when Lord Grey yes. walks. This is when he turns because basically Mr. Sinister is like, I have something amazing to show you. And they're all like, oh, we're Great, so excited, we're excited to see, to see you. It. Yay. And he like pulls back this curtain and there's just like two people sitting there and there's like, uh okay they're clearly like homeless they haven't yeah. showered or yeah, eaten anything like wearing in years rags. and it, as it yeah, turns Mr. out Sister's like watch this and this one guy like i don't even know what he holds his hand in front of but he like makes a metal move kind of a little bit yeah like he has some type of electromagnetic power and so he can like move an electroscope uh ribbon and then everybody just stares at essex and is like we are not at all impressed by this and then um this other guy the second guy gets up and picks up a beaker of water and makes it boil so clearly he's able to like generate heat and later we can see he makes fireballs although he doesn't do that here and then right. darwin interrupts and he's like fuck what the this. fuck is this like this is just a bunch of fucking magic tricks and like fake shit and like i'm a scientist and fuck you like why are you wasting my time with this shit yeah, this and just is like, what i'm saying where out. like everybody starts calling mr sinister crazy yes. here. they're like they're yes. like fuck you nobody like this exists this yeah, is not this a thing that could happen yeah you're like yeah you know and you're full Mr. of shit and like, then that's yeah, when he's like Essex basically begging it. them not to leave he's like no you don't understand these people have superpowers and yeah. they're like fuck you you're fucking around and like god says this can't exist and also scientists say that also yeah and like like, essex actually says here that he's discovered genes which i looked that up too i looked up a lot of stuff guys (laughs) and like apparently the first guy to discover genes was actually in 1860 but people didn't like really understand what it was yet and then watson and crick was like a bajillion years later than that um it's sort of interesting and I think believable that Nathaniel Essex would be smart enough to also to figure it independently out. Yeah. be like, I think that some traits can be inherited and like, like we know that he's a genius and he's studying mutation and stuff. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Like that he's independently discovering genes, although he calls it the mechanisms right. of heredity, but that's what that is. And he's like, I'll bring an end to hereditary disorders. Like, please pay attention to my research. They all don't listen to him. Then he starts really fucking losing it. And he's like, man shall at last possess complete control of his own body we'll become more than men we'll become gods and it's like yeah okay, this dude. is what like the, you know Xavier and like mr gray's like uh, no no we're gonna no, go we're gonna go you're actually crazy and like i think lord gray on the ways out he's just kind of like 
this guy needs to get the fuck away from my daughter. He's cray cray. Yeah, it's it's depressing, though, because, you know, I that- mean, it's also a leap, though, that Mr. Sinister was like, I've discovered genes and now I'm going to be the most powerful man alive. Yeah, and we're I mean, like, clearly Whoa. that's the kind of person that he maybe always was. And there was just never going to be a different version of Mr. Sinister than this. Well, I, we have to assume that because at the beginning of this episode, Xavier has that line where he's all like, I don't think he ever was human. Right. But like he was. But I think what he references that line is what you're saying right here i mean it's sort of unclear in this episode whether he himself was a mutant or not though like they don't ever actually specify that so they don't i mean we know that he's a mutant by his own research we know that as long-term fans of the within the context of this episode they don't really tell you that i mean i think I think you're supposed to believe that the potion that he drinks does everything. I don't know. Though. Yeah. It's very Dr. Well, it's Jekyll like Zelda. and Mr. Hyde. You take Hyde. a potion and then yeah. like some weird <laughs> shit <Zelda>. happens. <laughs> that, yeah. Sometimes like the moon crashes. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, back to the police inspector and Xavier in 1988 Yeah, times, we're going to flash forward. And the inspector is like, flashback. why the fuck are you telling me this fucking story? And Xavier's like, listen, I'm not even halfway done with it. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> Xavier's like, this guy is crazy. And I know it's him. And they said, and then they find a body, which they don't even show us the body. They didn't even show. We just see like this mutilated like Hand foot on the or ground. Something? Yeah. I don't know. It kind of looks like the foot of Wendigo, but, but we know it's, it's like not Wendigo. And they don't really show it to us. And they're like very horrified yeah. by whatever it is. It's clearly too gory for a kid's show. And dead. And they're like, and then uh, and Xavier's like, this is Nathaniel Essex. It's the result of his sinister experiments. By the way, they say sinister like six thousand times in this they episode. Do. Like pretty much every single time anything happens, they're like something sinister is happening. <laughs> yeah. And so then to the Xavier, point, like at one point, Mister Sinister says that he's like, I like the reign of that. Yeah. Sinister. And he's, it's just, it's too much. I feel like they could have said it once, and that would have been more than enough. But and they yeah, well, say they, a lot. they have to drive it into these kids heads that this guy is mr sinister but like these kids watching the episode were probably like that I, I don't know i think if i was like 10 year old child watching this and being like this far in the episode i would have been so bored being like who the fuck are any of these people yeah, like, what, what the are they fuck even is saying the origin of species like i'm too young to have been to <laughs> biology class yet like who the fuck is darwin like i definitely I would not have cared about that as a kid for i sure. wouldn't have known what the fuck was happening so it it's an open question as to who this episode is for. So um, Xavier is like, please, I just want to go to Nathaniel Essex's apartment. I finally found it. We got to find this fucking guy. So they get back in the carriage and then Xavier continues telling his story. Um, and he's like, Essex became even more obsessed with his research. He gets expelled from the Royal Society, which I guess is like Lord Grey's house. I don't even know. And they don't really explain it. Um, over time, he became more reclusive, eccentric, fanatic, uh, stories of strange goings-on circled around. Um, Essex and Lord Grey became estranged. Rebecca's condition worsened. And nobody could heal her. And that's about that. That's how yeah. that goes. And there's like this montage the whole time of Nathaniel Essex doing a bunch of experiments. And then it culminates in him screaming, Yes! Sister! I've I done know. it! And he like laughs and there's like a bunch of lightning outside and it's super Frankensteinian. And then he makes this potion and he drinks it. And then it turns him like white with like sort of a light blue accent, like sheen on his skin. So this is basically when he becomes white. Yeah. Oh, he turns around, right? Yeah. It turns out that those two guys he saw before like fucking chained to walls and on, on lab 
tables like strapped down and being cut open and shit. And yeah, we're like, like shit has gotten what? way worse for those two mutants. Like we don't know before if they were like being held against their will or if they were just like participating in Sinister's experiments of their own volition. But at this point, it's definitely against their will. I think initially they weren't. I think Mr. Yeah, Sister think went right. and brought them in and he was like, here, I'm going to display you. your powers. Yeah. And then when it didn't work out that way, he's probably like, oh, I come back to my house. I just got a safe place for you to go. And then he just kind of like went walks him up down the there and he's end. like, yeah. and he's like, I'm just going to cut you open so I can figure out what's wrong with you. And it's been like months at this, this point. These people are like dying down there because he isn't, he isn't also at work outright killing them because mr sinister doesn't do that he doesn't kill anybody no, he lets them live as long as he experiments can on them and trying to make their innate mutations more powerful which, yeah. which is part of why i was like is he supposed to be a mutant because when he drinks the elixir it makes him stronger but i don't know they don't explain don't it we doesn't don't know. really matter we also find out that he like cuts himself and then or he yeah, burns he himself accidentally he... burns his hand and then it immediately goes out and he has a healing factor and that's shown as well in this scene so we're like okay right. cool we're learning a little bit yeah. about mr sinister's brand new powers and i guess we can call him mr sinister now well, although yeah, he's not he, calling at this point he's like yet. he's like fascinating I am just a god now. And yeah. then and then it cuts back to Rebecca. Yes. Because Lord Grey is visiting her with Dr. Xavier and she's like walking around. Yeah, and she's giggling. like, hey everybody, I'm totally well now. And Xavier's and like, like, I don't uh, understand. What? Other than a slight pallor, your daughter is doing just fine. And then Rebecca giggles and yeah, she's, she's like, like <laughs> he made me promise not to tell you, but it doesn't matter now. Nathaniel's been giving me treatments. And then Lord Grey and Xavier like fucking lose it and they're like, what the fuck? fuck and rebecca (laughs) is like no professional jealousy james you said yourself my recovery was amazing and then like lord gray and xavier like storm off and xavier's like sir i don't think we should disturb her they're so mad at him but it's like she's doing fine yeah she's okay and she, and she like, never survives all of this like clearly there's a version of whatever elixir nathaniel drank that turned him into sinister that just turned her into a normal person so like i know it did that work. or she has super like powers that we never find out about right. she's actually a telepath and she can read their minds that, I don't know. that would be badass unfortunately that is not her arc in this episode although that no, would have not. been very satisfying to me <laughs> instead of her lying in a bed for the entire fucking episode and doing nothing well i know i was it's not even because like somebody's even being gay in this because yeah. there's no, no this is not even just, a, there's no gayness happening there's like it's like there's nobody to pair him with besides jack the ripper apparently so i mean i guess you could argue that xavier's obsession with nathaniel essex spanning over years and years is like kind of weird but it's just like xavier jerking off to the thought of him okay yeah i mean it's also like kind of justified he's like, don't look at me god i'm not thinking about him <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, Xavier leaves Lord Grey's house after having seen Rebecca was all good. And he's like, let me go talk to Nathaniel Essex and like find out and how like, the fuck this out what happened. the fuck is happening. This yeah. is when it gets like off the rails, yeah. right? So okay, so Nathaniel Essex answers the door wearing a pair of sunglasses to cover up his red he's eyes. He's also white as a vampire. I know. Like he. Okay, so this is what I found out. That For some reason, Dr. Xavier doesn't suspect anything yet. He's just like, huh, he's like seems oh, like hey. he's having a costume party. So your skin is completely white and you're wearing sunglasses, <laughs> which I've literally never seen anyone wear in my entire life, but that's normal. Whatever. And I'm definitely going to go inside your house and follow you. 
And Xavier says something about sinister experiments that you're rumored to perform. And Essex goes, sinister? I'll have to remember that when Queen Victoria knights me. And I then, know. I like how he hears that. He's like, the word sinister seems like a very nice name for me to have to present in front of the queen. Yeah, it's like, pretty gay. Uh, <laughs> and so then he leads him down a hallway into like this disgusting like set of jail dungeon. cells. And there's like rats screaming everywhere. Like clearly anything. There's no health codes here. Everything's no, there are no violated. health codes here. And Xavier is like yelling in disgust. Like this is your asylum. Like he's finally seeing it. And he's like, oh, this is like horrific. And you're treating people yeah, this horribly. Is awful. Yeah. Because yeah, he sees all these people locked up inside cells. Like, yeah. like I don't know, like 20 of them. And it's they, really fucked uh, up. They haven't been bathed. They yeah. haven't had any food. They're crying and screaming for help. Yeah. And they... They see Mr. Sinister and they scream and curl up in a corner and just like start rocking back and forth and right. screaming some more. And Xavier's just like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck <laughs> is happening? Yeah. It says, so Sinister opens one of the doors and the guy is like screaming, no, no more, sir. And Xavier's like, good Lord, man. Even animals don't deserve such treatment. And Sinister's like, and the treatment they'd receive outside these walls would be better, which is like clearly how he's justifying like the horrible things he's doing to these people, which is well, like. And it's weird because Mr. Sinister keeps on calling them his children and right. he, he seems to care for them in but a it's weirdly like really weird fucked, fucked up and like an Frankenstein abusive type of, way. of care where he's like, they're mine and i get to control yeah he's like these are them. my people to yeah, laugh i know this goes, this scene goes on forever by the way because th- yes, basically xavier's like i'm fucking done with this so he tackles mr sinister for yeah. the keys the keys fall on the ground they bounce towards one of the cells which like the people with their powers kind of like Use, like one magneto of them uses jr uses to like move the or keys something. or something yeah meanwhile xavier and uh, mr sinister. sinister are rolling on the floor for like a, for full, like a full 20 minutes yeah it's like hours and hours they're just wrestling I, I don't on know the what floor. the hell they're doing and so the mutants are passing the keys around and they release themselves they all escape yeah and they get out like really easily and they run away and this, that's when Mr. Sinister starts chasing after them going my children no go my children no yeah. and that's when the mutants run out into the streets and they're for some reason, they all decide at like at the same time that this is a good time to use their powers and display them in the middle I of the streets. Yeah, and I, I was think like, that what? it's just that they were scared, scared. because like yeah. they run up against a carriage and the guy in the carriage starts screaming at them, and then one of them well, starts he says that shooting. They're a demon. Yeah, and one of them starts shooting beams of fire at a shop. But I, I it is odd, and I was kind of like, is it just because none of them can control their powers yet, and uh, Nathaniel Essex has been doing experiments on them, so maybe they can't control their powers anymore? anymore i was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because i felt pretty right. sorry for these characters and like no same I think you're here. supposed to um and that the mutant shouts out like i didn't mean to as he's like running away um yeah. and mr sinister's chasing them also right so there's basically this like benny hill sequence of yeah. that's horrifying where like these mutants are running away from a mob of people with pitchforks and people yes, on horses and behind Mr. them with Sinister's torches them. and dr xavier is well, chasing dr. Xavier them is chasing them and he stops he's like what the Boy. fuck is happening that he notices like i don't know these glowing blue footprints going into the church and yes. he's like gotta go check this out and this he is does. when he sees some dude flannery on the altar so like, flannery is actually the God. guy who's from the very beginning who could make water boil and now he has the power to throw fireballs so like he's he's fire guy oh that was him i didn't yeah, realize that, that was him. i think that was all the same guy i'm pretty sure so flannery's praying and he's like i'm frightened lord why do you forsake me if you have mercy deliver me from this and then he sees xavier and starts freaking out and he's like don't hurt me and xavier's like the lord cares for all his creatures why do you believe he's forsaken you and flannery is like i only wanted to find work so i could send money back to my family in ireland 
the famine and then he starts crying because that's the time period we're in also, right, right i guess because like we're just gonna bring that up and we're just gonna make do this everything. even more we're depressing do, we're gonna do history rodeo it's jack the ripper it's the irish potato famine it's, it's like everything the all of species. at once everything it's the happening. origin of mr sinister it's the origin of mr sinister so xavier's like i'm not gonna hurt you i'm a doctor and flannery's like no that's what the other one said and xavier's like i'm nothing like that madman i want to help you dr xavier's like what the fuck is even happening yeah, like he doesn't I mean, really I understand works so like they walk out of the church together but then there's a huge mob of humans with pitchforks and they're right. like demon and xavier's like stay where you are listen to me and one of the cops is like oh that's dr xavier let's listen to him which i, I which is funny. really funny to me because that's not how anything works with I the know. modern x-men i know and so then xavier's like this man is no demon he's different true born with abilities that may frighten us but he had no choice in the matter any more than we choose the color of our eyes and i was like since when did xavier suddenly understand genetics like over the course completely of like, i know i don't know 20 minutes like it doesn't it didn't feel it felt well because kind he was of obsessed with mr sinister he was I like yes i i guess so it, it it just seemed odd to me that he was suddenly so accepting but like fine okay i guess he's right. a good guy now he's gotten over his weird shit about science and now he believes that like eye color is hereditary and so is being a mutant even though i'm not sure he should fully understand that yet but then he says <laughs> right. the true monsters walk amongst us undetected there's your monster nathaniel essex and then he like points at mr sinister who's just like standing in the background being like hey everybody it's me i know i love how he didn't like go find the mutes he's just standing there looking like crazy like himself and and just being like oh uh i wasn't expecting all of you to turn around at the same time yeah he just runs into the alleyway because he's good at that this is when he runs back to his little castle where he lives with rebecca he shoots a beam at all of them and then he's like looks at his hands and he's like whoa i didn't know i could shoot beams now and then he like and he was just kind of like whatever that's pretty cool then he just runs off he goes back to the house he wakes up rebecca and he's like we need to flee right now and rebecca's like what the fuck why and he just grabs her as hard as he can she's like what the hell you're hurting me and, and then she, she smacks him smacks off his sunglasses which then reveals that his eyes are glowing red and then she's like right, but oh also my like God. how she not notice that until right now she's like know. uh is he sh- nobody's I mean, question why he's been wearing it because like she was half asleep like he woke her up in the middle of the night and was like we yeah, gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah but also how long has he had red eyes for and how long have people just uh, not questioning this dude wearing I sunglasses it was like a day like I, I i assumed especially since he like is surprised by his own powers and stuff still that all of this is happening Happening, like within I guess we a few hours yeah we, yeah we don't know when any of this is all happening by the way it's yeah. like it's there's I think no that's timeline right, though i think that makes more sense than him having had the powers for like weeks and weeks i think it's like all very quickly um right. so she gasps in horror and she's like what have you done and essex goes the treatments and she's like what have you done to me and essex is like yeah i want to know too we'll be the adam and eve of a new genesis and then she just like runs away from him wouldn't it see if this was actually the gene gray bloodline it would be interesting if he actually did mutate the gray tone line yeah. to have telekinesis and telepathy i, mean, I would have like bought that i don't know i mean the the episode sort of leaves that open right and then rose is like her daughter or something and then and like Logan fucks her. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they could have connected this in a really interesting kind of way. It's not what happens in the they comic books. They could have made it like, work at least for the show, though. Like, they could have, like, come up with a new sort of simplified version of the storyline and just been like, yeah, right. yeah, this. I don't know. But they don't, they don't bother to do any of that. But by having her have the last name Gray, I feel like they 
open up the possibility of yeah. that in a way that the comic books did not yeah. so i do th- i do appreciate that yeah it's kind of fun so then sinister jumps out the window the mob has torches he gets on a horse and he manages to outpace them um and then the mob finds his laboratory and they completely trash it they xavier, do they like xavier and voice this is, i mean this is also it. fucked up in a different way where they're just yeah. like we're just going to destroy everything he worked on yeah. and we don't even care if the mutants are there we're going to burn it down yeah. it was like Whoa. i mean do they say i mean i guess all the mutants managed to get out ahead of time and they're just running around on the streets i guess so they're yeah. just who even knows it's just sheer chaos and everything is horrible for everybody yeah and so then there's the shot of rebecca and lord gray holding hands in the rain and xavier and voiceover is like the mutants disappeared into the sewers because apparently there's like a london chapter of the morlocks so they all join that chapter and uh that's fine and then xavier's like rebecca never spoke another word as for myself i traveled the world in search of essex chronicling the carnage left behind by his terrible yeah, experiments he like literally travels the world and wears like different outfits that are i don't know they're they're showing off the different cultures of the world he's yeah. like and he's like not here oh mr sinister isn't he, here either he like walks in, he, he's like he walks into japan wearing a kimono he's yeah. like nope not here and then he's like i don't know walks I, he goes out like, to like ireland and then he's like wearing, I don't wearing know. a little newsboy cap yeah pretty much he goes to paris has a baguette yeah it goes to america and it's just he wearing doesn't big go to movie america star america at, no, he at the end of the episode he specifically doesn't so anyway he's like okay great inspector we finally found nathaniel essex's apartment let's fucking get in there and then we see see a different scene that we think is the present but it's not and it's where jack opens the door to the apartment and he is like i got the samples you wanted dr essex and sinister is like jack you fool i told you i wanted this one alive i gave you life that's incredibly fucked up also that just implies that mr like somebody just brought him a bunch of body parts i guess and i also was like what samples did he get because the last time we saw jack he was chasing rebecca and he didn't kill her so like oh wait is mr sinister like employing jack the ripper to like gut women on the streets and then bring Maybe? the intestines over to him? I, I, I don't even know. I don't, I truly don't know. I guess maybe. We'll never know. We'll never know. The episode doesn't, doesn't tell us this. And we don't, and for some reason, this is the moment that in the middle of this, he just, Mr. Sinister screams, Essex is no more. From this day forward, you shall address me as Mr. Mr. Sinister. Sinister. Which like, I don't know why it took him this long to do that because we're all the way up to 1988 at this point, I think. Right. But sure, fine. So then Xavier and the inspector bust down the door, but Sinister and Jack aren't in it anymore. They've already escaped. They're long gone. And there's a book with a candle on it, which of course you know is going to be the fucking origin of species. But we see a quick right. shot of like a, a passenger ship, like a cruise liner pulling away from the docks Mr. in London. Sinister's laughing Mr. into Sinister the horizon. Laughing. So I guess he went to America because that was where he said he wanted to go with Rebecca in the earlier scene. We kind of skipped that, but right. that was where he said he was going to escape to. And so then Xavier walks over to the book and he picks it up and like I said it's the origin of species and he's like a final taunt I fear now I shan't catch him in my lifetime but if I cannot I pray someone else can that <laughs> oh my god then it shoots this is where I was like oh my god stop Stupid. this episode so it shifts to modern professor Xavier in his bed and he's like reading the fucking book that yeah. his like dad had that was originally by Charles Darwin yes and he and it says in there that it's to Mr. Sinister yeah so he knows it's Mr. Sinister's copy of the origin of species that like his grandfather or From father actual, or whatever which is like a lot of bunch of bunch of bullshit and yeah. so he puts it down he just lies there looking up up into the into the ceiling as mr sinister just cackles endlessly into the background which is a very weird way to end this episode because i'm like okay so i mean i know you can interpret it as a oh mr sinister is still out there somewhere mm-hmm. or you could be like okay so is like 
Charles Xavier also going to follow in the footsteps of Mr. Sinister? Because that's that's kind of the impression I got there. Yeah, because it's like the laughter is entirely in his own head and like his obsession is taking over him. But like, yeah, that's our that would be our interpretation. of it. I mean, like, yeah, that's laughing inside him isn't actually Mr. Sinister. It's just onslaught coming to fruition. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I honestly have no idea. But uh, this is the same guy that was like sent his fucking like hologram around to torture all the x-men for hours and he's like sorry that was just the part of me that wants to kill all my friends you know the, the one that we all have yeah. you know I, w- I would buy that he's been reading this book like obsessively and just being like yeah you know what i think i think some people are better than other people but i know that's not socially acceptable to say it would be if so- i were mr sinister <laughs> yeah i mean i just like this idea that it's further idea furthers the idea that charles xavier might actually be an evil piece of shit the other option you can look at this and be like actually turns out that he's just the same he's the same charles xavier all along he's an immortal but we know that's not the truth so i think it's more just supposed to be like this parable about how like his grandfather was also ultimately pure of heart and like even though he believed in god he also was like that's why we should have restraint with science and like not give in to hubris and like also eugenics and all this other shit which i don't know i like I had sort of mixed feelings about it, which I obviously already expressed as we went over the episode, but I was kind of like, yeah, it still hurts me. I think I do express that. You wrote down like all the quotes and I just watched this and I was like, I can't. It's stupid. Like I, to, to, a, to a degree, I just did not even understand what was happening and I would rewatch scenes. I'd be like, fine. what the fuck are they talking about? Even when you're rereading stuff to me, I was like, it sounds like they were just using fancy words to make it sound sciencey, but I don't actually know if it was. I don't know that it was either. Like Zarwin's little presentation i was like i don't know if that's like how darwin would have thought at that time period right. or not and i also but, like, don't know enough about darwinism myself honestly yeah, so that's fine and like there were some things that i feel like the episode didn't really follow up on like the moment when darwin leans into essex and he's like don't be too much of a free thinker it's gonna get you in trouble but then later yeah. on darwin himself is the one who turns on essex and is like Wait, which doesn't you. make any which I, I was like i don't know if i would believe that like wouldn't he want to find I wouldn't out believe more? that either but also what the fuck happened to like rebecca at the beginning of this episode or and, at the end you know, what, for that ma- yeah like at any point what was rebecca yeah they're deal? like they're like rebecca never spoke ever again yeah, or like, like she okay just but never why speaks again? it's like that's fucking sad well like, see see what? i think my theory here is that she got better but whatever she, she had a mutation where she lost her voice for life that's what i think I think happened. I don't know if that's necessarily what actually happened. I think it's probably more like she didn't want to speak or yeah, she was too traumatized. Sad. Like I, I don't like that as like the only arc that a female character even gets in this episode. Like I mean, neither geez. do I. But honestly, let's be fair that like nobody gets a good arc in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Nobody Except does. Except for Xavier, maybe a little bit. But I don't even know if that's true. I just I feel like this he episode doesn't, though because he doesn't find sinister at the end. Neither this version is just of a depressing does. episode. It's not an episode. Okay, first of all... Well, I mean, we have to rate the episode, I guess. Or try we to. We do. I guess I give it, like... I don't even know. Where where do you stand on this? Um, I guess I'll give it, like, a 3 or, like, a 2.5. I was on, like, the 2 out of 5. Yeah, I feel like you don't need you to watch do this episode. You not need to watch it at all. It's a, it's, it's a long trek for something that's not even going... That's going to be confusing and depressing. It's not going to make you feel good afterwards, which... May as well. That could have been their intention, which is fine. You know, maybe they wanted to make a depressing episode that made you really like be like, oh, God, this is just bad feeling all around. But I don't think it is good for a young viewer to watch. I don't think that they would understand what's happening. 
And I think even after, as an adult, we really didn't understand what was happening either. I thought it was kind of a, I don't know, a confident move to make on their part. And, you know, I have tipped my hat to that, but it's just, it was very confusing and difficult for me to watch. Like, even when you were recapping, I was like getting lost as to what the <laughs> fuck even happened. Because yeah. I wasn't even, I didn't even realize that there were multiple flashbacks happening until you pointed that out. And I was like, oh, fuck me. Now, what are, where are we? And what part? Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, even over the course of the episode, I kept getting confused by it myself. And like, by the end of it, I was like, I don't know when anything happened in this I don't either. episode. I feel like I kind of started to get it as I was explaining it now. Because like, laying it all out like yeah, that, I was I mean, like, honestly, I think I I get it now but like as i was watching it i don't think i did you know what i mean and it, it, it's unfortunate because we find mr sinister to be a fascinating character and we both love him but in this episode if we're like what I mean, I is do happening think here? he's fascinating in this episode i mean I, i'll say that much like it's part of why i would give it almost a three or or something because it, there's part the emotional truth of mr sinister feels like it's here even if everything else is stupid if that makes any That's sense true. like I, I, I will give that episode yeah this. is that i'm like mr sinister seems like himself and like i i see his arc here even if it isn't exactly the same as his actual arc i like see the parallels of what they're doing here yeah i see that too and i also would kind of sat there i was trying to figure out the parallels that what was happening politically and i think what it came down to is that i do think that there is a, a situation where somebody can become so obsessed with something that it gets to the point where it becomes unhealthy for them like yeah you know like like and it's almost like an people. unhealthy relationship in a certain way you know what i mean it's just kind of like oh this is not good and like yeah. you're just further you're going further down the rabbit hole but the thing is that i sat there and i was trying to as i said compare it to sort of different politics and you know i as i said you know you could look at it and be like okay is this a guy that's in the closet that doesn't want to come out of the closet and instead of what he's doing is throwing like people like he does care for these people to some degree but not but as he's like, like expressing people. it in like a toxic control yeah way. like yeah right and also instead of just he, he, like he's making himself more powerful which that's not really a good parallel to make here because it's not like somebody who's gay is going to be like now i'm going to experiment on people to like get more gay unless you mean experimentation like sexually you know yeah but like i i don't i don't really know how to compare that um i actually thought about a, like a lot about body stuff in this yeah um and how mr sinister was so fascinated with people that did not look like a normal human and right. like he wanted to look like that to the point that he made himself white and like he i think there is a level of body obsession where people can be like i don't look the way i want to look and they and I like mean, start there's certainly that's certainly like a part of mr mr sinister's deal like he's right. always like this sort of gender fluid character in the comics and i mean it's right. kind of too bad that he's also a villain and that like that yeah i agree with that's that like and it doesn't often work well presented as like oh this is what's so depraved about him which is like kind of too bad and i feel like at this point politically like we've moved past that so much that mr sinister is almost like a relic of another time where like yeah. that was considered really scary like ooh, genetics like changing who you right. are who would even like do like, science who would do that and like mr sinister and miss sinister like whoa it's, whoa, whoa, it's really I know. scary this is spooky <laughs> i mean I, like and that, that, that went on for a long time yeah, actually it like, did it did 
Because even if you look at something like Rocky or Picture Show, and I yeah. do love that movie, but it's it like that does has the a, it, same stuff. Right. It's that inherent prom- problem where they're like the villain oh, is a villain because like it's aliens, somebody who wa- and their perceptions they're, they're aliens of because they want to like yeah, planet. They, they <laughs> yeah. were still doing that, but I think I think that was actually purposely the commentary of that movie. Well, but, yeah, but I feel like at the time it came out, it like couldn't fully be. I mean, it's part of why the end of Rocky Horror Picture Show has to condemn everything it's just depicted and like show. Janet and Brad being like that was horrible because it's like it can't just be a joyful sexual expression because that's terrible and we need to like end the episode by like reminding you that it's bad or like having the characters morality go so far beyond the pale that we're like it's not just that they're queer characters they're also evil and like forcing it on you and like kidnapping people and putting them in the basement and like forcing them to be gay like them and it's like maybe okay, well geez. i don't know if that's not really the case of rocky horror though because mr i mean well, dr frankenfurter wants like absolutely kidnaps brad and janet and like basically sexually assaults them that that's true that's true that, that does happen uh, yeah you're right okay <laughs> But you know what I mean. Where, yeah, and I, mean, I, I, I also sat here and I was like trying to think about sort of the trans community and if there was any kind of comparison to make that with this episode, of Mr. Sinister. And I just decided in the long run, the answer was no. Even though he's trying to change his body, it's not like he's changing himself to another gender in this case. And it also puts the it would, if you make that comparison, it puts the trans community in a negative light. And I just I felt gross about that. So yeah, I, mean, I was like, I don't, I don't like that comparison. Like, I think it might be a comparison that at the time was more socially acceptable to make though to be yeah and exactly that's kind of depressing i mean i yeah i mean i do think a lot of this was super powered stuff but there was definitely like a greatest showman vibe to this at one point <laughs> when he was going around and he was like i'm just gonna get all the weird looking people all over the world god and, like, i forgot and, about that movie yeah well i mean the greatest showman does do that same thing where it like so, like it's like the weird thing could be like either somebody who has four legs or a woman who's kind of hairy yeah. or it could also just be like this person is Asian and therefore that is like so crazy and you're yeah. like uh what? Yeah. so or like somebody's wearing a dress can you even believe that and I think that's kind of like the same vibe yeah. that we're getting here where Mr. Sinister is just taking all these people who don't really like fit in anywhere and he's like fascinated by that yeah. because he's like what makes them different and it's like you know it just turns out that they're just normal they're people. people yeah and it's yeah. also like I don't know. That's kind of a different situation if Sinister were also a mutant himself from the jump as opposed to somebody who like I kind of wish he was. It would have made this episode a little bit better. Because you know? it would have been more interesting if he was like, I'm also a person who's like hiding a dark secret and that's part of why I'm so fascinated by this. But maybe it's like better that he's not because then it's like he gets to be the villain and you can kind of feel better about it and be like, well, he's a person who's taking advantage of mutants. He's not really one of them. I don't know. Right. I can... I can go a few different ways with but it he wants i guess this to episode be one is of them. deeper than i thought it was i just i mean we've really it gone is, hard but on not, it <laughs> we have because it's it's depressing i mean like there's people who are dying from that fucking plague you know, know women aren't allowed to do anything I and know. like the doctors can't do anything they just scream that like if a doctor even tries to even use medicine on a person yeah, and like, letting god heal the evil? person that's yeah. yeah i know and then like you know there's homeless people in the street just being tripped over by cops and then like you know, the mutants are being locked up in uh, who are also homeless, cells, I believe. Yeah, who are homeless so like that come out of who came out of a people. fucking freak show circus that yeah. like Mr. Sister picked up from over there. Yeah, put them into his little torture chamber. Circuses. We like, didn't even cuts really them talk about open, that. Yeah, works with Jack the Ripper. I mean, yeah. like, there's no part of the. And then and then Doctor Xavier gets as obsessed with Mr. Sinister as Mr. Sinister had been obsessed with mutants that he's chasing him around the world, Forever. not finding him, but finding 
like dead bodies everywhere. Like there's no part of this episode that is like fun or happy. It is just depressing from the get go and just ends with it being depressing, you know? And it's, I don't know if I respect that or not. It's just like, there's a lot of layers of like, which is, I guess could be true. You could say like, during that time period, it just was generally kind of horrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, you know, you sit here and we're going through like COVID-19 right now. And we're like, oh, this is so awful. But it's like, if you imagine that like happened back then and like, God, you know, people like, would have just died. I mean, we do, we yeah. can look at old examples of that and just be like, yeah, we had even less medical science back then and way more people died way more. Right. And there's a lot, a lot more people talking about like science and like people that are different and like fighting for their rights now that they couldn't do at that time period because just because our methods of communication have changed and yeah. like we're not most people aren't sitting here being like god's going to heal us even like a lot of people that are there's super... certainly people out there who think that but like it's yeah but they will still go different. see a doctor you know what i'm saying it's like it's so much different and it, that could be just a commentary on that time sorry i just like went off no, there i mean i, I mean think to. you're right i i do i i sometimes try to remind myself of that whenever i'm feeling really bad about the current time that we're living in is that usually the past was worse <laughs> Like, yeah, as I mean, bad really as things was. are right now... Yeah, I mean, everything we just described sounded pretty horrible, honestly. Yeah, it was so, really, really bad. Like, I yeah. don't even... Anyway, do you want to do Who's Gay? <laughs> the X-Men are anything that's even gay in this because i feel like i don't feel like anybody like like besides jack the river mr sinister we've certainly talked about like the queer coding and the metaphors a ton in this episode and there's like plenty to chew on there right and i feel like that's it i don't feel like it there's not really like a literal one other than jack the ripper and mr sinister fucking but that's just a separate fun thing the two of them are doing that was something we like we decided in talking about this episode but it's not really there you know what i mean it's not like they talk to each other for two seconds so i know i I don't even know say mr sinister is the gayest person in in the episode because he does yeah, we don't, we don't even need the whole time. So. Well, Mr. Sister just is kind of queer, which is great about him. We love him. Yeah. So not, we don't love him in this episode necessarily, <laughs> but you know, like we generally find him fan- fabulous. He's and, a like, great villain. Not the case here. I'll put it that way. Yeah. He's a very compelling villain to me. Right. I don't even think like we need the who's gay theme song this week because like too we late. Just... I'm sure I already put it in because uh, you know what? You? I don't want to. I don't want to deprive the listener from getting to okay, hear true. my hit song about how gay the X Men are. But That's we can true. we can mosey on over to the plug section because I think we. I That's think a we good did idea. I think week. I think there's nothing else here to talk about. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this episode. Please give us a review and rate us on, you know, Apple iTunes or whatever. Apple Podcast, that, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Give us a, give us a, a like, comment, and subscribe, as we always say. That and you know what else visibility. you can do while you're liking and commenting and subscribing on things? You can check out our old YouTube channel. We have a bunch of stuff on there these days. We've been playing every single X-Men game and like, you know, laughing along with them. We've continued to do that remotely and that's really fun. And sometimes Ryan takes clips from this show and like adds them into the animated series mashes them up to to create some some fun videos there and there's like sometimes we have parody videos yeah the the youtube channel is definitely fun and if you aren't already following it like i don't even know what you're doing like you like this show and you don't check out the youtube channel come on well yeah i mean come on the the youtube channel is part of our show so there's that also if you 
I would love to hear your opinions about this episode oh, and please. your thoughts and all your your thoughts on your like analysis. the coding and the parallels in it. I would love to hear us hear about that. So um, email us over at themutantages at gmail.com. By all means. We will read your episodes sometime on the show because we do um, read your mail we'll episodes We'll do a reader now. mail in a, in, a, in a week or two. Um, yeah. Or you can call it in. Yes. And you can call us at our voicemail at 1508-319-1668. Or you can send us physical mail, yes. which I know may seem kind of scary during COVID-19. But I if mean, you send us something. it gets to us, it's not going to have yeah, anything Also, I've got Lysol. We're fine. You can <laughs> yeah, send it over to it. P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. I was just there over the, the the other day checking it, so I, it is checked if you're worried that somebody won't do that. And you can hop over to TheMutantAges.com and you can join our Discord server so you can talk to everybody over there about this show and other X-Men stuff. And I was just in there today. I pop in there all the time. It looks like people are talking in there right now. So. Yay! It's a fun place to hang out. And you know what? There's so many other ways that you can like talk to us, contact us, talk to other fans, and they are every form of social media that we have which is like facebook twitter pinterest instagram all of them were the mutant ages on all of those platforms and we encourage you to follow us and and check our stuff out on there we're also individually on a lot of those platforms i'm at Mitty myers on twitter and insta i'm at ryan pagella on twitter and at ryan.pagella on instagram you can also follow my vlog which is just ryan pagella on youtube and i post our adventures outside of the mutant ages on there yeah and if you can afford to support the show i would strongly recommend you navigate on over to patreon.com slash the mutant ages give us a subscribe and you can you can support us at any level like one dollar five dollars whatever there's different every rewards at helps. every tier i think most people probably be interested in that audio tier where you get the bonus episodes where we talk about like deadpool 2 captain marvel the goonies and so on and so forth sometimes we read old uh stories that yes. we wrote together because yes. we've known each other since the dawn of time we so. have and so sometimes we embarrass the shit out of ourselves by reading old stories that we wrote and uh yeah. that's really fun and you might enjoy listening to us making fun of ourselves as children and that's all in the patreon only for subscribers um we also have a special tier for our highest level subscribers where we give them a shout out on the show so let's do that yeah our top tier supporters are soren b samuel b and ian c Thank you so much for supporting us. It, it means a lot to us. I say it every time, but we're a completely fan-supported show. And right now, we went from doing an episode every other week and a video every other week to having a video and an episode every, every single week. week. Yeah. So this is, you know... It's, <laughs> we are really taking it up a notch. Yeah, yeah, and we really appreciate your support, and that really helps with us. And yes. next week, which episode are we watching? I believe it's the Cannonball one. I forget what it's called, though. Um, It's called Hidden Agendas. I'm not sure if that's the Cannonball episode or not, but that is what the episode is called. So we'll it check is. it out. Yeah. Um. Well, we did That's it. That's it. Mr. Sinister, we finally met that guy, and we'll yeah, see you next <laughs> time. Oh, man. I've never been so disappointed in watching an episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. The Mutant.